Algar Productions. Sarcastic Voyage presents the continuing story of Contentment Corner. It all started back in 1937. In those days, I had designs upon becoming a recording star. Only rather than get tangled up in some ridiculous show business contract, I decided to use my not inconsiderable engineering skills to construct my own recording studio. 7.30 a.m. on the King Worldwide Radio Network. Right now, it's time for some indistinct, inoffensive big band music that everyone can agree on. Even the boss. All right, the dynamo is spinning, the gyroscope is gyrating, I, I think we're about ready. It's 10.45 p.m. now. The kitties are asleep. Let's hear some raucous, dare I say risque sounds from our favorite big band conductors right now. Oh, well, that was unexpected. You see, somehow in my exuberance, I must have used a sulfide displacement algorithm instead of an inverted electrostatic compensator. <laughs> Rookie mistake, really. So what I ended up with was, well, a, a bit of a mess, to be honest. But to my utter surprise, I was also three vacuum tubes short of a time machine. I could have told you that. Hush, Vatican. So I immediately phoned my father. Lovely man, you know. Well, he was. He's long dead now, of course. I phoned him in hopes of locating some open space where I could continue my experiments without risking anyone's lives or livelihood. Well, anyone's who matters. And he told me about some parcel of land that the family owned in some nowhere town or other. I believe he referred to it as complacency land. Contentment Corner, two weeks later. What do you suppose they're building here? I'm sure I don't know. This lot has been empty for years. Maybe we can ask. Say, are you the twist who bought this vacant lot? I beg your pardon? <gasps> Tangelo! That's a terrible word! Mother's gonna wash your mouth out with soap! Gosh, I'm sorry, miss. I didn't mean anything by that. She sure didn't. Oh, I've heard of you two. You're those twins with the magnifying glasses, aren't you? Tangelo Malloy at your service. And this is my sister, Tangela. That's me! Charmed, I'm sure. Well, yes, girls, as it happens, I am the owner of this land. My family bought it years ago with the understanding that a rail line would be passing through here, but apparently that never happened. I bet you're the fanciest lady we've ever seen here in our little town. Oh, well, thank you for noticing, dear. Although being declared the fanciest person in Contentment Corner is rather like being the most polished pig at one of your county fairs, wouldn't you say? Um, so what brings you to our town, Miss... Uh, Giroux. Giselle Giroux. And where I'm from, it's impolite to be quite so forward to a stranger. Oh, I see. I wonder if you girls wouldn't mind doing me a favor. Do you have a mystery for us to solve? A mystery? Yes, ma'am. That's our specialty. We're detectives. Well, there'll be no need for any of that now. What I need is refreshingly straightforward. Here's a sawbuck. <laughs> That's ten simoleons, right? Oh, I do so enjoy the patois of the working classes. Jeepers. I don't guess I've seen that much money all at once in my whole life. Well, I'm not giving it to you, dears. I'm sending you on an errand. I want you to head on over to that juice joint across town and pick me up a bottle of giggle juice. <laughs> 
top shelf only now. None of that rot gut stuff. Miss... Giroux, dear. Miss Giroux? We can't buy booze. Well, why on earth not? Prohibition ended years ago. That news has reached you Rubens out here in corn country, has it not? Oh, it sure has. Grown-ups can buy all the hooch they want. But not us. We're only 14. Well, you mean to tell me you farm-fed flat tires can marry your own cousins, or for all I know, each other, at the age of 12, but... Actually, miss, the age of consent in North Dakota is 18. And you're sure not allowed to marry your own cousin. Oh, go chase each other, won't you? I have a lot of work to do, and I don't have time to debate the finer points of legalized incest. Run along now. Well, what do you know? <gasps> Tangelo, watch your language. I soon got my machine up and running, and after a few further tests, I set the controls to... Forty-five years later. Bloody cow. Take away my bloody scholarship, will you? You may think being wrestled into submission in a stagnant pool of your own soapy filth is the last you'll hear from me, but you'd be dead wrong for thinking that. I've a mind to start my own company to put yours out of... Now what the bullocks was that? That came from the empty lot on... Hello? Is someone there? Oh, a future person. How delightful. Tell me, young woman, is everyone in this time covered in bubbles and blood as you are? Have I arrived after the apocalypse? Did you just emerge from the sewers like some kind of urban legend? Oh, my dear, there was nothing urban about this place when I left it, and I dare say that hasn't changed in 45 years. 45 years? Oh, yes. I was certain you'd pick it up from the context clues by now. I'm a time traveller, from the past. You sound ridiculous. Well, now, that's a bit of the pot calling the kettle black now, isn't it? I've had exhaustive lessons in elocution and diction from the very best schools, whereas you're about as English as Fatty Arbuckle. Is it that obvious? Yeah, I'm afraid so, my darling. But under my careful tutelage, it won't be. I've much to do, and you're going to help me. I like that very much. Oh, yes, that's simply awful. Present day. That was when I formed an alliance with the woman you know as Zizix Jones. Of course, in those days she went by Agnes Jorgensen. Just dreadful. I offered her the use of my family's land to build her corporate headquarters, as well as choice pieces of information that would make her extraordinarily wealthy. And in exchange, she provided a front to hide my assorted scheming and plotting. And that's what you've been doing for the past five years? Plotting and scheming? Oh, that's right. Oh, I let Zizix have some fun for a while, but I was just biding my time, waiting to put the master plan into effect. And what is that master plan? <laughs> oh, Vatican. We're friendly, but we're not on a hand over the blueprints to my death ray terms, my dear. Though it's not a literal death ray, you understand. It's more of a... Oh, but you won't get me like that, you tricksy little minx. Why does everyone keep trying to ruffle my hair? You're just messing it up. And now I'm nearly ready for the final stage of my plan. But... Aren't you worried that someone might stop you? Of course I am. That's why I've been working so tirelessly to get all of those potential threats out of the way. What? There were the ghosts, the werewolf, the witch, the demon. How did you... Oh, it was remarkably easy. Honestly, does everyone in this town have mommy or daddy issues? You didn't put my mom into a coma, did you? Why, I don't think I did. Which one was your mother, dear? Ottawa St. Corby. 
It happened when her factory exploded. Oh, no, that wasn't me. Those Chordovians did that. Phew. Of course, I told them where their target was and how best to accomplish their goals, but I didn't actually blow up the factory myself, any more than I killed Miss Jones. Zizix is dead? Oh, I'm afraid so. But again, not my fault. She was devoured by angry rodents. I simply opened the cage and let them out. And Sheriff Steele? Oh, she's not dead. I've reappropriated a number of her key components, but she's still alive. Possibly crippled and brain dead, but technically alive. I need to go now. Oh, very well. Do call again soon, though. You may not be able to after tonight. Come on, Trojan. I don't know who else I can... That again! What are you doing? I'm grounded, remember? If my parents found out, I'm talking to you. What? What will they do, Trojan? Will they murder some people and then threaten the entire town? Because right now, I think the consequences of my thing might outweigh the consequences of your thing. Oh my god, are you kidding? Yes, obviously I'm kidding. Don't you get my hilarious murder joke? I feel like you're mocking my borderline sociopathic tendencies. Just because I'm a teen sleuth doesn't mean... When I talked to you before, you said I should call somebody for help. Yeah, the state police. Except all the phones went out about an hour ago. What? I tried to call you back after my parents went to bed, but nothing. No dial tone. I couldn't even get Crimson on the line. Okay, well, could I just go to the state police? Office? Headquarters? Building place? Barracks. I knew there was a word for that. Anyway, couldn't I just go there? It's all the way up in Grace's past, which would take hours on your bike. I mean, technically, I guess you could get the cruiser from the sheriff's department, seeing as you're the ranking officer right now. I mean, I'm pretty scared of the time-traveling evil genius that's trying to destroy everyone and everything I love, but I'm not sure if I'm get behind the wheel of a car scared. There is one other possibility. Hello? Is somebody down there? Hello, yes. I, I mean, no. This structure is empty. Please move along. Mr. Please, I need your... case? Ugh, this again. No, my name is Professor Ace Cutchington. Case was my brother. Case never told me he had a twin. That's because he doesn't. Now, what can I do for you, young lady? Well, sir, uh, my name is Vatican St. Corby, and I'm here on behalf of the Sheriff's Department. I told Sheriff Steele I'd clear out of town as quickly as I can. This is a one-man operation. I have a lot of equipment. It took me the better part of yesterday to dismantle the device I had scanning for extraterrestrials, which, as it turns out, had been recently tampered with. Actually, I need your help. You're with some government agency, yes? I'm with the Research Division of the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the United States. Wait. M-U-C-U-S? Like in the Agent Dottie cartoon? The very same! Those cartoons are based on an adventure serial that started in the 1930s when our organization signed off on fictionalized adaptations of our exploits for the purposes of public relations, which seems counterintuitive to running a secret agency if you ask me, but nobody asked me. Listen, this is going to sound ridiculous. Remember I work for MUCUS. Ridiculous is our business. Well, that and terrible acronyms. You got that right. So, okay, the town is in serious danger from a time traveler. Hmm, I see. From the past or the future? The past. And do you know where she keeps her time machine? I'm pretty sure it's in the Zizix Cosmetics building. Excellent. I have a network of underground tunnels throughout the town, and one of them leads very near there. Where are you? I thought you said you were taking a tunnel. 
Why did you just climb on a bike? <laughs> oh, this isn't a bike. This is a device I built for opening the door to the tunnel. Couldn't you have just used a knob? Hadn't given it too much thought, to be honest with you. Ah, there, it's open. Let's go. So you have these tunnels all over town, like under our houses and stuff? Yes, that's right. Don't you think that's kind of scary? A government cannot thrive if it doesn't do terrifying things to its citizens in the name of progress. Who said that? What? I said that. We're the only people down here. No, I mean, that sounded like it was... Never mind. Ah, here we are. That hatch should lead right to the basement of the Zizix Cosmetics Building. Okay, so aren't you going to open it? Oh, would you mind doing it? Sure. It's just a boring old handle. After you've used a bike door, I can see how other doors would seem boring by comparison. Oh, it's not that. I just didn't want to get my fingerprints on the thing. Whoa. Is that... A time machine? Yes. That would certainly appear to be this device's function. Look at this. Custom modified rotary dynamos? Highly sophisticated switching mechanism? Oh, I would speculate this device was built no later than... Ah! 1937. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to guess. Oh, and well done you. But you broke the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them... Do unto you? What? <laughs> oh, goodness, no. That's ridiculous collectivism talk there. It presumes that all men are created equal. And the mere existence of me clearly points to the contrary. Giselle, you can't keep killing everyone who gets in your way. Oh, but Vatican, dear, I haven't killed anyone. The bullet did that. Now, I have a lot of work left to do, and I haven't time for interruptions. I can trust you to keep your hands off my time machine, can't I? Promise? I promise. Splendid. If you can't trust the word of a wealthy young woman, whom can you trust? Ta. So, obviously you're going to use the time machine, right? Obviously. But shouldn't I get you to the hospital first? Oh, oh no. Uh, my, my wound is very much fatal, I'm afraid. That's my considered medical opinion. Medical? I thought you were a physicist. Oh, I'm, I'm just a... A scientist, you know, generally speaking. <clears throat> I'm an expert in, in all science. That doesn't seem right. Uh, listen, there's one person who can definitely help you in this situation, much as it <laughs> pains me to say. Uh, there's an MUCUS agent that your Sheriff Steele ordered to stay outside of city limits recently. He's currently stationed in Grace's past. But that's 18 miles away. And the phones are out. <clears throat> but the time machine seems to be working perfectly. Okay, so what do I do? Go back to ten minutes ago and stop you from being shot? Uh, oh, no, I'm, I'm afraid you've been led astray by popular culture, young lady. <clears throat> are you trying to reach my hair to ruffle it? I wish you wouldn't. Your hands are covered in blood, and also I kind of hate it when people do that. Uh, you, you could not prevent me from being shot because I've already been shot. Nor can you go back and, and summon the authorities to assist you in the past, because you never did that. Do you see? <clears throat> Not at all. Oh, typically, this would be where I'd walk over to a chalkboard and, and draw a helpful diagram, but... <clears throat> right, uh, I understand. About the chalkboard, I mean. I still don't get this time travel business. Uh, essentially, you can visit the past. You can interact <clears throat> with people and objects in the past. But you can't make anything happen that hasn't already happened, <clears throat> do you see? No. Uh, listen, I'd love to spend the rest of the week explaining this to you, but I, <coughs> I really need to get around to dying now. You'll work it out, I expect. <coughs> okay, but what if... Professor? 
Professor! Great. He's dead. All right, Vatican. You need to get a message to someone in another town, and the only item in your inventory is a time machine. Also, your hint book just died. So, all right. Maybe I could leave a message for someone in the past, which would then be seen by someone in the present, like a time capsule? Or some kind of prediction or something. That's it! 1972 I'm starting to think that neither of you is taking this very seriously. Oh, I didn't see you out here before, young one. Were you interested in joining the Charming Lasses? Sorry, no, I... Okay, it's a long story that I really don't have time to get into right now, but, like, 15 years from now, somebody I know is going to read a prophecy that you wrote. Yes, Miss Primwell. I've already started writing it. I'm just waiting for her to come around on fulfilling her destiny. Right. Well, I don't want to get in the middle of all that... And I guess I can't anyway, but would you mind adding just a small something to that prophecy? Just as, like, a footnote or whatever? Sure. I don't see why not. Good. It's all in this note. I'll leave you to whatever you guys are getting up to out in this cornfield now. Bye. Sure. Bye, then. At 8.30 p.m. on June 24, 1987, call Agent Gary Poole in Grace's past. Tell him there's an emergency in Contentment Corner. Well, it's not my usual taste for prophetic messages, but that child was nice enough. Come along, ladies. Present Day Candida? Are you there? Hello? Candida? It's Vatican. Vatican! You know you're not allowed in the secret basement without a chaperone? But you're right here, along with half the town. Oh no. This is just our weekly Dungeons & Dragons group. I've heard of that game. Some people in my school tried to get me to play it. They insisted that it was fun, but it was all just a bunch of shouting numbers. Well, it is that. But it's so much more than that. Righty over there is playing a paladin. I'm on a holy crusade. And Jad is a rogue. Just like in real life. Am I right? No. I can't believe I had a crush on that guy. Candida, listen. The town is in terrible danger. Didn't you read that prophecy thing that little... Little Jill... Jill... That the old lady left for you? Oh, I've had it with prophecies and with Heliana. Oh. That's how you say it. I threw that thing away. Yeah, sing it, sister. Hi, Felicity. Sorry, Vatican. You're just going to have to find someone else to help with your little project. Ugh. Two weeks ago. Say, did you uh, catch the game last night? What? You assume that just because I'm a blue-collar worker that I have any interest whatsoever in sports? No, I assume that because you mentioned yesterday that you intend to watch the game that you probably followed through and watched the game. All right, I can't find no fault with your logic. Why do you always have to be so adversarial? Every question is a potential fight with you. Much like reality itself, in that every choice we make is a potential infinity of results branching outward in a vast interconnected network of possibilities. Somebody's been reading up on his quantum mechanics. Well, I was skimming the pictures while the game was on anyways. Is this pal of the hotel soaps ready to ship to Grace's past? Yeah, let me just check the manifest. Oh, wait a minute. What? 
I said, wait a minute, that wasn't even a second. Are you gonna tell me what's got your particles all entangled, ain't ya? It looks like somebody crammed a note in with the shipping manifest. Dear Agent Pool, it says. Please come to Contentment Corner on June 24th. It's urgent. Eh. What do you suppose it means? Uh, if I had to guess, which I do, since I don't actually know, I'd say this was written by a teenage girl. Now what makes you say that? Look at all the eyes are dotted with little hearts. Ah, well spotted. It is therefore most likely a joke or prank of some kind, and I have no patience for japes. What's a jape? It's like I said, jokes, pranks, japes. They all belong in the same basic, uh, what do you call it, genome. Into the garbage with you, mysterious note. Oh man. You hear something? You're really gonna have to be more specific than that. I hear lots of stuff. One week ago. Case? Case, are you in there? Oh, Vatican. H hi. Sorry I'm only wearing a towel, but you caught me just as I was coming out of the shower. No, I didn't. There's no bathroom off the room you're in, and your hair isn't wet. I was just... Uh... Yeah, I don't care. Listen, I... Case? Shh. That was just the house settling. Don't care. Look. I've tried doing this in a direct way, but that clearly isn't going to work. So I guess the only way I'm going to do this is with an unnecessarily complicated plan with a lot of steps. So I ask myself, who do I know that can pull off a lot of really pointless things? I don't follow. That's okay. You don't need to. Now listen, my mom wants you to do all this stuff, all right? Well, if it's for your mom. It sure is. So first, I want you to go down to the drugstore and buy some rubber bands. The really fat ones, not the ones that snap when you stretch them out. Then I want you to grab a handful of gravel from the driveway. Present day. Hmm. Did you say something? No, Rovina. Do you think the fire's gone out of our relationship? Because I'm not sure how to break up with someone without... <gasps> that sounded like someone trying to wreck my lighthouse! What in the... You up there! Get down at once! This building is federal property! Oh, I shan't be a moment! I simply need to connect the power source and it's off to the races! Do you have any idea how many laws you're breaking right now? What's going on out here? Don't you know? I thought you knew everything. For the most part I do, but there's a considerable blind spot when it comes to- Is that... Giselle Giroux up there? Yes! The very same! Are you an admirer of my work? We need to run. What? But she's... I'm serious. We need to get out of here. Now. But my lighthouse... Come on! Yes. I was afraid this might happen. The structure is simply not tall enough. Well, that leaves only one more possibility. That woman destroyed my lighthouse! And, and now she's... And now she's rocketing away using some kind of jetpack while declaring her intentions to locate a taller structure to suit her mysterious, sinister purposes. But the only structure taller than my lighthouse is the... The radio cosmetic tower. building! What? No. That's only two stories tall. I'm certain that's been mentioned a number of times. Well, I don't care how many jetpacks she has. That woman has destroyed my home and my career, and I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Ravina, wait. <sighs> there she is. You were right. <sighs> of course I was. But what's she doing up there? What's that? I can't hear you. We want to know what you're doing up there. Oh, this? It's just a little something I've been working on for the past half century or so. It's really quite remarkable. You see, when I activate this device, the electrostatic... 
Oh, now what's all this now? It would appear to be the cavalry. Giselle Garou, this is the Ministry of the Unconventional for Canada and the U.S. Yes, we know, we have a terrible acronym. I must inform you that you are surrounded by agents and ask that you step down from the radio tower. You'll never take me alive! Oh, I think we will. What are you... Oh, you seem to be lowering some kind of transparent enclosure over me. I shan't be caged in this trite manner. Do you know who I am? Ah, of course. You've put her in one of those plexiglass cages. Eh, standard government protocol for dealing with psychotic geniuses. Hi, guys. Miss St. Corby. Vatican. Yes. Hello, you. Vatican! The suspect wants to know how you managed to get us here. Well, I... Agent Fontaine, can I borrow your megaphone, please? Thank you. Well, it wasn't easy. What I ended up doing was more complicated than the Babble Fish puzzle. The suspect says she doesn't get that reference. And neither do I. Somebody will get it. I got it. All right. I just have one more quick thing to tend to, and we'll be on our way. What? Where's he going? I believe Agent Bull mentioned that he had some unfinished business with the uh, gentleman at the radio station here. Oh, no. Aaron. I hope he's all right. Walls don't just have ears, they have mouths and tongues. So many tongues and the things they do. Hey, you can't come in here. This area is restricted. Wait a minute. I remember you. How could I forget a face like that? You were on the hell train to this murderscape that I currently inferno habit. What? I was trying a portmanteau thing there. Kind of got away from me. Yes, I was on the train that day. I listened to you prattle on and on about idealism and the social contract. And I may have implied that you should take a leap from that train, but then you did that. And, well, I feel a little bad about it. Especially since I wasn't even working for the railroad, officially. I was undercover. Bad feelings of the devil's molasses. I've noticed you've taken on a decidedly less idealistic position of late. And by way of apology, I'd like to offer you a rare opportunity. You don't appear to be carrying any giant check of any kind. No, I'm not. But what I do have is knowledge. You see, Mr. Fawcett, I represent a century-old organization devoted to the investigation of paranormal and super-scientific phenomena. We know who killed Kennedy. We know where Elvis is. And we know how closely connected those two facts are. Go on. It sounds like you have about 30 seconds left before you go back on the air. In that time, you may ask me anything you wish. Anything? What are they talking about? <laughs> I, I can't hear. I'm not sure how standing on your tippy toes is going to help you hear a conversation across the room. You're right, of course. And there's no handsome doctor nearby that I might seduce a stethoscope away from. Is that more M-U-C-U-S guys? No, they fly Bell 206s. That's clearly a... Boss it! Boss it! Oh great, it's my boss. Please stop sharing the unvarnished truth with me for a moment so I can get yelled at, won't you? Lord Gordon of Nick Hall. The very same. Fawcett, what on earth have you done to my radio affiliate? Well, sir, ha, uh, that is, yeah. It all began in 1937. Say, that's quite a timbre you've got there, boy. How'd you like to take over as my program director? As it happens, I am currently looking for accommodations. Done. What about me? Oh, I don't know. We'll put you on late nights or something. Not my problem. Goodbye. Did you fly all the way out here in a private helicopter just to demote Aaron? Yes, that's right, my young waif. Stop trying to ruffle my hair! Perhaps one day, if you work very hard, you may run your own multinational corporation, enabling you to fly wherever you wish, whenever you wish, to fire whomever you choose. But I already... Never mind. 
Agent Poole, do you... Agent Poole? Oh, I guess he left too. Answers so many answers. <laughs> Filling my, my sweet pinny eye to head like so much informational candy. Aaron, when was the last time you slept? Maybe now that you have somebody here to relieve you, you can... Maybe if you're not busy, we could go have some coffee. I like coffee. And I like the cut of your jib. You stay away from my jib. I'll admit I'm no expert on the subject, but he might not be in the best shape to start dating right now. I'll be the judge of that. After all, the journey of a thousand steps ends with one fatal plummet off a very high place. Or so I've heard. Well, I suppose I'd better get on the air. Do you even know what you're doing? Of course. I'll play a soothing instrumental, and then I'll say something like, Episode 15 of Contentment Corner featured Duncan Bosco as Clorm, Mark Bosco as Ace and Case Cutchington, Christy Brannan as Trojan Malloy and Felicity Brimstone, Randall Cleveland as Agent Gary Poole, Robert Cooper as The Narrator, Terry Drozdak as Candida Prim, Nathan Lejeunesse as Flas Carousel, Brian Lynch as Jad Cortland, Tara O'Connor as Zizix Jones and Liliana Dragana, Kate Lenobum as Giselle Jarreau, Joseph Ravenson as Wrighty and Agent Fontaine, Matt Robotham as Aaron Fawcett, Nicole Santora as Vatican St. Corby, Amanda Smith as Tangela Malloy and Ravina, Sabrina Snyder as Tangelo Malloy, Jason Wallace as Lord Gordon of Nick Hall and Ron Algarwatt as Nif. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and produced by Algar Productions Copyright 2016.